from ComedyFilmNerds.com with Graham Elwood, the floating force of Pandora. Ever heard of it? And Chris Mancini. What clan are you from? This is the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. This is not that great. This is not the ninja movie I signed up for. Cousin Eddie's package. Why can't this happen? Hello, welcome. Oh, that was it. That was it. That was why. That was why you like that. I I thought you were going to do like a podcast fifty four. Where are you? Oh. (laughs) No, no I, I don't know. The last couple, and I've started the show very cannibal announcery. So this one, I wanted to go like just jump in. Well, I wanted to be like action store, like starring Chris Mancini and oh. Graham Hellwood, right. action back thriller featuring featuring Donnie Jacks <laughs> Johnny as Jack. the drug dealer. Donnie Jacks <laughs> as the drug dealer. Don the Dragon Wilson. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into old eighties action stars in this. Period. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome you guys. It's uh. We're recording on a Monday night, which we don't normally do. No, no, because of uh, scheduling. But it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, a couple hours early. A couple hours well, early. You know, it makes sense. The couple last couple episodes, a couple hours late. Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, last last couple weeks we were dropping episodes on like Thursday or whatever. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. This is gonna exciting, you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. you Monday night it keeps people, people on their toes. Yeah, you don't know when we're gonna. Know. You don't know when iTunes is gonna, that feed's gonna fill. Well, we know what he knows because <laughs> iTunes is a weird fucking yeah. secret society. <laughs> oh well, there's three dots on your shirt. That's weird. Three red dots. Oh, really? Yeah. On my shirt? Yeah. Oh, because they're going to kill from me? From the helicopter? Oh, from, oh God. Yeah, from the, really I, from, the I, from the iTunes helicopter <laughs> so that just really showed up. I freaked out. I thought for sure there was a sniper in, in the valley that was going to shoot us through your garage. we got to black out the it's windows. It's going to be them or Google. Them or Google is going to kill us. Yes, they're coming for all of us, folks. Um, I think I said our names, right? My name's Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. Episode 54, you guys. Really exciting episode. We got a lot of cool stuff to talk about, and we got a great guest, too. We do have a great guest. Uh, let's introduce our start? guest first. Oh, okay, sure. Because there's mm-hmm. a, we got a lot of shout out business, and we yeah. don't want to have. And we got have one big correction. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of, <laughs> lot of shout out business. A lot of shout out business. Um, our guest uh, on this evening's podcast, uh, I've worked with her several times up in San Francisco and in New York. Um, very funny comedian, the big warm film nerd. Welcome to Ali Wong. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really exciting to be here. This is my Monday night podcast is that, voice. You sound like you're doing like a sex chat or like a. <laughs> I try. I try. This is like some sort of therapy I'm to get show. What I can. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to be here. I've never been to Sherman Oaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome. Oh no! I gave away the location. Oh. Now oh. iTunes is really gonna get us. Yeah. <laughs> Another great. gateway to Van Nuys. Yeah. It is the gateway to Van. Um, so you're working on a new show called Breaking In with Christian Slater. How's I that am. going? It's really good. You know, I just moved here and I was I wasn't planning on it, but then I got this small role on um, a new Fox show called Breaking In. It's very small, but uh, it's good. And I become the love interest of one of the main characters, Alfonso, who. You guessed it, is the black guy. Very funny. Um, Can't have him with a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, standards and practices. Sorry, you're going to lose the South. And it's a, it's a show about a team of people who break in 
to places and businesses that ask to be broken into to test their security system. So the title isn't ironic at all. No. <laughs> no, it's not. No. They're not dealing with irony <laughs> at Fox. It's not a wacky Except show. on a daily basis. Oh, now you have three Fox dots on you. <laughs> no, yeah. You guys are yeah. just going to hear me talk, and then you're just going to hear, <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. just fall, and then they're going to keep doing the show because I'll be dead. But they won't stop because they're professionals. But you were saying, I'm sorry. So, yes, um, I'm, I'm on this show, and uh, it's fun. Trevor Moore's on it. Trevor Moore from The Whitest Kids You Know. Mm-hmm. He's great, and it's a half-hour comedy, and it's there's this really hot woman named Odette Yesman on it, too. Ooh. Um, Do you and have a make-out scene with her? Is that she? I wish, <laughs> because she, I mean, the thing about when you see a 10, like, you know, because I grew up in San Francisco, where it is ugly. <laughs> and you come to LA and New York and it's the first time I've ever seen like a 10 yeah. in my life and these women are giraffes I see Asian women with like boobs and butt and it's like it's fantastic and Odette is she's she's like a model right. who can act right. so uh, yeah just like pure eye candy but very talented too um, so it's a good show and yeah it, we got picked up for six episodes the first episode I think got like 10 million views because it airs right after American Idol nice and then the second episode got like 7 million so I think if it falls below that don't know what will happen to it but with the way to, the way TV ratings are now, because things are so fractionalized with cable and the internet, that yeah. a, a 10, 10 million viewers used to mean, oh, you're canceled, you're done. But now that's like that's that's huge range. Depending on the budget of the show, it's very sustainable. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a huge. Those are big numbers because like they were talking about. Um, like the the top rated show now, like The Mentalist or whatever, gets like. 14 million and remember like friends and those yeah, 14 shows 14 million people over 60 yeah that's who's watching the mentalist is uh but i mean like friends on those shows were getting 20 25 million viewers mm-hmm. back in that in that day and now that's freaks and geeks used to get six yeah, million be, viewers before yeah, netflix streaming Can't, yeah freaks and geeks get six million views which would, today would have been great yeah, and mm-hmm. it was canceled like all there's so many i remember uh I was talking. Yeah, that really hurt Judd Apatow's career. Yeah, yeah know, really. And then did. he had to go on to. <laughs> What's he been doing since? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, all those shows. Like Chris Titus's show got um, was would get around nine or ten million, and it got canceled after like a season or two. So that's amazing. But that's cool. So right yeah, on. we'll see what happens. I got picked up for six episodes. But the the thing I learned this is my first pilot season, and it's been. I mean, it's crazy mm-hmm. going. It, it is insane, and I, I've felt like Vietnamese black swan at first. I was like, what <laughs> is going on? This is so scary. But then I got a hang of it. But I learned that like you really can't attach yourself to any project because you have no idea what's going to happen. There's so much out of your control. There's so much out of your control. And you know, Al Madrigal told me, uh, don't even tell people anything until it airs. Like, don't tell your friends oh, yeah. or anything. And I was like, oh, too late. Yeah. <laughs> Upsis. It's the, it's, I mean, I, I got, I didn't guys remember that show, Two Guys, A Girl in a Pizza Place. Mm-hmm. Sure. I had been living in LA maybe about a year and I, the guy that played opposite of, um, what's his name? The tall dude who was the star in it, who's now the, is an action star, who plays, plays Green Lantern. He's going to be Green Lantern. Oh, um, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Mm-hmm. The guy that was opposite the, the second guy. So Ryan Reynolds had already been cast and they were trying to cast the second guy. And I got. I read for oh, it. The Peter Scolari character? Yeah, Peter Scolari <laughs> character. <laughs> yes. The other bosom buddy. Um, and so they were, they were, and I auditioned and I got called back. 
and then got to do the like didn't test for it but got down to the last like nine guys and we had to go on the fox lot and it was this really pressure filled thing and i was like super young i was like oh my god and and it's like nine better looking versions of you well the crazy thing with that show was like it was nine other guys that none of none of us looked alike oh okay so we was all just like i've done i've done plenty of those auditions where i'm like oh there's me if i was six four and (laughs) and uh was born without having to wax my chest that's how i would be (laughs) as a guy that doesn't look on the breakdowns get me get me five different graham elwood types yeah give me there's (laughs) give me one who's not as funny but better looking um (laughs) so like it was the craziest thing, and it's so arbitrary. It's so arbitrary. It's so arbitrary, and the guy they cast was like a less ethnic version looking of me. Mm. And I'm pretty, you're so I'm pr- I know, I'm pretty wow, white. What? <laughs> pretty Did you white say guy. less ethnic? Yeah, it was because I have too dark, dark hair. Oh. This is the early 90s. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is, ooh, that's, guys, not, that's not fixable. That's dark <laughs> hair in a makeup chair. No, you can't. You can't do that. So I, I, And I remember it was so like, and then- Everyone goes in there, and then the guy came out, and he goes, guys, no easy way to do this. Steve, you can go. Graham, you can go. John, you can stay. Steve, like, and literally, and wow. you're just like. I'm thinking, wow, that was an easy way to do it. That was. Yeah. That was <laughs> didn't seem that hard. Yeah. It was like, and I remember me and a couple of the guys that got, were just walking back across the fake New York streets where they shot sure. NYPD Blue on the Fox lot. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, Jesus. And the guy goes, man, it was like that scene in Schindler's List where the guy was trying to shoot the kid and the gun wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like. And oh, that's every day in LA. Oh my God. Yeah. We take more rejection before 9 a.m. than most people have in, in their lives. So, and yet we still wake up every morning. Yes, yeah. we do. Haven't put a bullet in my mouth yet. <laughs> if I do, it'll be on the show. It's good. It makes you zen. It makes you really strong. And yeah. like, you just learned it. It's like very, very Buddhist. You just like get get in touch with your boot, get your Buddha on, and just like become less and less attached. Well, to honestly, everything. we talked about this with Greg Barrett when he was on two episodes ago about how the podcast is like the most empowering thing yes. because we've all been out here like slugging it out in L.A. for years, like fifteen years, and. This is so, I love doing this because I don't have, no one's going to come and tell us you can't do this anymore mm-hmm. unless Chris or I, we get in Tell each other. Unless, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. unless Chris walks unless in my, there and goes. Unless my wife turns off the electricity <laughs> to the garage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that that's the coolest thing. So And she would actually come in and go, you guys can't do this anymore. Yeah, get out. <laughs> get out of my garage. Chris, take your dumb buddy with you. Because that's probably the biggest threat to his marriage. <laughs> it's not like comedy. It's not another woman. It's fucking Graham and these orange mics. <laughs> That's what I always say about like my boyfriend because like he goes to Harvard Business School and everyone's always like, oh, that's so great that your boyfriend goes to Harvard Business School. You're set. I'm like, you know what? I'm not because he could develop a passion for puppets. <laughs> with our generation, like with guys doing podcasts and blogs or whatever, I could lose him to a blog. I could yeah. lose him to like all sorts of stuff. He gets into Ren fairs. So yes, don't know. exactly. You don't know. I think it happened. Cosplay. <laughs> he could be doing. He could be doing a lot of LARPs. Yes. Um, so let's let's uh. Let's, we got to get moving. We have a huge shout out. You know that thing we've been talking about for months that isn't ready yet. Still not. No kidding. Afghanistan is ready to go. Hallelujah! Right now, you can go to the site and download the movie. Name your price. Name your price. The only reason 
you have to do a minimum of one penny. So PayPal can actually capture the transaction. Yes, they have to get some money. They'll, they will keep that entire penny. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm so happy to say this. Chris and I are so happy to say this. This movie, as we talked about in February when I got back from Iraq, uh, you know, is about the first time I went to Afghanistan, and it is the most, like, personal uh, thing I've ever done. And it's, uh, it's kind of scary to put it out there because – you know, it's me sort of freaking out in a war zone. Um, but it, 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 uh, it, it, I'm so glad we're able to do this and I'm so, it's a personal film. It, it really is. It, it's yeah. It's the most, it's, it's the most personal thing I've ever done. And, and so, um, um, putting it up there is really cool and I'm so happy that I'm doing it. And actually, as we were just kind of in, in keeping what we were talking about, you know, I tried to do traditional distribution and all this stuff and I'm glad, I'm really glad that it, that it didn't happen because I'm glad that we're releasing it on our site, our way. Yes, you know to our I mean? fans. To our fans, the way we want to do it, and we're charging what we want to charge, which is whatever you want to pay. You want right. to pay a penny? We're charging what you want to charge. We're charging, yeah, we're charging <laughs> what you fans want to pay. You're so Radiohead. <laughs> I know, this is very... Radiohead in a war zone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I am. Radiohead in a war zone. That was the pitch. Wow. That was the pitch, yeah, that's how we pitched it. And I did this movie, I didn't have to pitch it to anybody. I brought a camera into war zone, got some people to throw some money in to help, and uh, here it is six years later <laughs> so uh so glad that well, it's the war's done. still on the war yeah, so. yeah the war's still relevant yep in october afghanistan war will be 10 years old wow longest american war so let's do a comedy podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's uh and then um big shout outs to everybody that came out to uh see doug and i in pensacola and uh, New Orleans, a lot of fans out there, especially New Orleans, a big easy, a lot of kitten hands came out. So really, really awesome, you guys in Pensacola, New Orleans. Really appreciate you coming out to the live shows. All right, David Gordon Green rebuttal. Yeah, we got a, we got a lot of emails about uh, our dismissal of David Gordon Green as Danny McBride's friend. And uh, he's actually a uh, an indie director who's done a couple of cool things. He actually does dramas, yeah, like uh, Snow Angels. He did Pineapple Express and like a, a low budget George Washington. So uh, we dismissed him a little too early. But here here's the lesson. Here here's the lesson. Don't throw away your indie cred before we've even heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say this: I will fully, I will fully throw out of my bad that we didn't research enough and we just threw this dude away. You know, we're very quick to criticize, and and when people put comments we don't like on iTunes about, we we call them out. But th- these comments that people left with regarding this guy, you guys were right on for pointing. And all thank this you out. for not putting him on iTunes. <laughs> That you actually emailed us you and put them on the story. message boards? You put them on the message board. But honestly, that's what the message boards are for, and we very yes. much appreciate that. That's really cool, because obviously we know a lot about movies, but we you know, we can't know everything about every couple movie. A couple people slip through the cracks, especially when they make a terrible movie. Yeah, when they make a bad movie like Your Highness, they get a bullseye on their head or yes. three dots from iTunes. And one, guy, <laughs> and one guy actually did email saying, it is better high. <laughs> if, you, if you do watch it high, it's mostly better high. So thank you guys for calling us to the carpet. Yep. No, we appreciate it. That means you guys are listening. We got to get into it now. All right. All right. First movie. uh, Scream 4. One word review. Boo. (laughs) 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 Um, Was Nev Campbell in it? Yeah. Oh, my God. They were all in it, weren't they? They were all in it. Nev Campbell, um, Courtney Cox, and uh, David Arquette, her ex-husband. were all in it. So... It's great watching watching a couple go through their divorce on camera. It's kind of the reverse of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where you watched them fall in love. Um, yeah, this film, like, I don't know that I... 
if I if we weren't doing the podcast, I don't think I would have seen it. I and I and I think that was sort of the problem of the film was it's re, it's rebooting this. Was it necessary? No, it okay. wasn't. Like, why bring back the Scream movies? And it's sort of this like I kind of felt, and oh, they bring back the young kids, you know, to but, get killed. To get killed, but it's sort of like the thing I I was watching the movie was like this has sort of come and gone. It's kind of like what we talked about with Tron, how like when the first Tron came out, it was it was amazing. Right. To, it was new, but now it's like video gaming and and it's the same with like horror movies have like changed so much and evolved or whatever. You've got to show us something new. You've got to show us something new. And in back in the early nineties, this movie was the first scream was great. Yeah. It was great. It and was that's the thing about it was these really movies. scary. It was it really was scary. scary. It was uh self aware. It was postmodern, you could even call it. Yeah. It was it was it was good. And but that's not like we were talking about in the Greg Barron show, that's every indie film now is so self aware and and makes these self aware comments that that's just sort of a part of our vernacular now is to be extremely self-aware about everything. So it just sort of was It was boring. interesting where it was, because uh, sometimes the nostalgic factor can kind of work, but it's always a gamble. Like a Scream 4 is like, well, you got to play a nostalgia. It's been a while since the first movie came out. And sometimes I think it really works. Like I think Hot Tub Time Machine is a place where it actually worked, where it played on the nostalgia, and it was a funny movie. But if you get like, uh, first of all, it has a four on it. Scream four. I mean, it's How already many okay. Make it to four. Yeah, yeah. And and Ooh, the only for sup- you, Medea. Yeah. <laughs> Scream four should go to Hawaii or something at yes. least. Don't call it four. Yeah, and find a haunted idol. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly though, be like Ernest. Go to jail. <laughs> Save Santa. Yeah. Well, come on, Scream four. But I mean, honestly, you bring up a great point. Because that's what this movie needed. Because it, I just was going, I've seen it. I Ernest? get it. It needed Ernest. It needed a guy going, screams in the slammer. <laughs> it needed Jim Varney. Where have you gone? Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I was going, it's the same movie. It's snarky kids going, what? talking about how horror movies are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I've nothing was new. And, oh, they 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 do twisteroo endings, and it's not the people you think it is. I, yeah, got it. That's, Could you predict everything still? No, not... I Only probably because you were too bored. I was bored. I was just like, the fact that I couldn't predict everything didn't make it interesting. I, 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 I went, it wasn't... Really? It wasn't interesting it that... didn't, you, even just the kind of twist and... Well, the, I don't want to give too much away, but even mm-hmm. the twist, I was like, oh, hmm. But it was, it was a twist within the the standard crap that they've been doing in these movies from 10 years ago. Like, it just, like, really, honestly, they needed to go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you keep asking yourself, well, how would anybody in this city that had all these grisly murders be acting like, oh, hey, this is crazy. Like, and the yeah. high school kids, like, we got to videotape it. Like, or what? like, it was ridiculous. You know, like, it's, it's, and no one's that freaking out, like, the minute there's, it's just, it was, it was like, it was, I don't know how to put this into words. Like it was, it was, 
honestly, it, it felt like the old guy at the party. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it's just like you were Wes the Craven. Tim Meadow on his tenth season at Saturday Night yes, Live. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, like the stand-up comic who makes a like you know a Good Times reference, and it's like, well, right. the audience wasn't alive when Good Times was around, so who gives a shit <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about? You know yeah. what I mean? No more Bill Clinton jokes. Yeah, yeah. Clinton's gone. He's yeah. gone. Like, oh, O.J. Simpson. What's he been up to? I don't care. I don't know. Was it at least interesting to see the tension between David Arquette and Courtney Cox? Was that there? Well, oh, yeah, it's obvious. I mean, you can see uh, like, oh, they're. I mean, that was kind of interesting, but 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 again, for me, and 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 in all fairness, because I I did my one word, I tweeted that today. I said boo, scream for boo, and some people agreed with me, and some people tweeted back and said no, I really liked it. So in all fairness. I might just be done with the genre. Like, I'm not a big horror genre guy anyway. Well, this is a subset, though. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a subset. This is really, it's like a kind of postmodern slasher kind of yeah. thing. And Neil was actually ambivalent about it. He uh, he thought it, it didn't take itself too seriously. It was okay. Like, he didn't think it was bad. He said it's like it's a rental kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, I guess it, yeah. It's a rental, like, some night when you're completely bored and they're, you know, you're somebody... you're thinking about David Arquette. Yeah, and you're thinking about David Arquette. But you honestly, you watch this movie and you go, everything about it, even from their relationship, you go, oh, I remember 10 years ago when she, they started dating and I went, why is she dating this moron? Oh, and 10 years later, you find out it, it was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. She <laughs> thought she was going to change him from being a drunky moron and that never happened and now they're divorced and now they're making another dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like it just, I mean, Nev Campbell's interesting. So Wes Craven is an enabler. Yes. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I mean, you know, Courtney Cox looks like she's had like Botox or collagen or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and Nev Campbell, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, she's going to like grow old gracefully. She and hasn't be- been in that many movies lately. And it was great to see her because I was like, oh, Nev Campbell. I haven't seen her in a scene where every scene she looks like she's going to cry. Like I missed, yes. I missed that. She's awesome. She is awesome. But it just kind of like, I was just sort of like, huh? and, and, and. Like Chris was talking about with the nostalgia thing. You're over it. Well, I, I, who cares? Like who cares? this is, I don't if, know. If it, it's going to play nostalgia, it better be good. It, yeah, you got to really, you got to really hit that market. It's hard to do. It is. It's a can of worms, man. I think it is a can of worms to do the nostalgia thing. It's it's not easy to do. And also like were the fans, it was one of those things that it was such a, in the moment, it's like the Macarena, like. It's exactly like the Macarena. It's exactly like the Macarena. Like it's, it was so like crazy fun at that moment, but it was such fast food. Mm-hmm. You so know, what you're saying is, you know, 20 years later, you wouldn't want to hear a remix. <laughs> yeah, Macarena remix. Of course, <laughs> right. I definitely want to hear that. So that's, I don't know. That's that's okay. I, just the whole time I was bored. I was just like, I, well, interestingly, this movie I predicted incorrectly. I thought uh, more people would go out to see it just from nostalgia and curiosity. Uh-huh. And it only did about 18, and uh, the animated movie, Rio, beat it with about 39. That's what I'm talking which about. Is, like, which is actually more than double. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think there's enough Scream uh, franchise diehards that are going to go see it no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, well, the theater I was in today. You've just been proven correct. There was four people in there, you know? I mean, granted, it's a Monday, but I mean, it wasn't. it wasn't... And and again, now in this world of social media, you're opening weekend. That's it. But you're opening yeah. weekend by Sunday. Everyone's heard if it's good or bad. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Which is it's good and bad because then good films with smaller releases don't necessarily have the uh, 
staying power for other mm-hmm. people to see them. That's where it really hurts. It, the, what it helps is when a huge shitty movie opens. Well, it, and help, it can drop off. It also quicker. is. It's amazing too that I think social media is bringing back the the slow rollouts of indie films. Like That'd be great. Be I really hope that happens because that's that would benefit everyone from the film goer to the in, the indie filmmaker. Mm-hmm. There's been several films that have benefited from that. That had that. You know, City Island was one. City kind of, Island yeah. came. from social media specifically. Because mm-hmm. so, I remember the first famous one that had like a really slow roll was Memento. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, started yeah. at Slam Dance. Had that. That was really a, a brilliant. But I mean, that's how that. they used to roll out movies in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they like Bonnie and Clyde and 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 all these. There's a great book that we actually talked about in the Alan Havey episode maybe seven eight months ago. Re- Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, which talks about the whole generation of the seventies and and maybe social media will bring that back. But I mean, like, and I know we've talked about a lot on this show. The Hangover started doing better in its second and third weekend than its first weekend because everyone talked about how hilarious it was. There, I think there's some kind of critical mass you have to hit in the first weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, The Hangover hit college campuses and all these these kind of places. So there was enough people to see it opening weekend that if it was a good movie, it would spread. The other thing, too, like, with all the Saw movies and all that stuff and this giant airplane that's yeah, flying overhead with the oh, Google wow. sniper team. <laughs> yeah. Wow, now there's nine red dots. That one's dead. Um, like, it's, again, it's, it's, it's pat, like the guy with the knife, like the gore in this movie is, is kind of child's play compared to what they're doing now, you know yeah. what I mean, on the torture porn. Yes, which is a whole other genre. Yeah, it's a whole other genre, but, but I mean, if you're into torture porn, why are you going to go see Scream 4? No, you're not. That's so true. You're going to go see Rio. Yes. <laughs> so you saw that. Yeah, let's I saw uh, that too. Why don't we Well, it's uh, funny how you, know, you start. It's funny because I don't ever go see movies. I see maybe two movies in the theater a year. And the only way I'm going to see movies is if someone takes me because I just can't stomach like like the Costco coupon book is porno to me. I like get off on saving money and my because I'm a comedian and I'm Chinese and my boyfriend, you know, he down he's like really good at downloading movies off the internet and everything. So we see like everything for free usually. But my one of my really good friends got those AMC tickets at Costco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like two tickets for fifteen dollars. Yeah, so we went today. So this will be really good for all you listeners out there. It's really um it's a really good deal. And my. My friend and I went today to see Rio, and it was the first time I'd seen a movie in ages, and it was great. I thought it was so great. But that's because I don't see a lot of movies, maybe, too, and I'm just, like, bedazzled by the colors. And <laughs> Bedazzled by I the am. colors. It's, it's just, like, it's a lot of entertainment. <laughs> and well, in the movie's defense, it was very colorful. It was very colorful, and I actually cried. Really? You yeah. cried? Rio made and you cry? I didn't even cry and up. Wow. But that's because I listened to the Terry Gross interview before, so I knew it was coming. Oh, I in see. that first ten minutes in that montage. But um but I totally cried in Rio. And I, I thought it was great. What did oh. you think? I cried for a much different reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did, you paid full price, I you didn't for, get the Costco coupons. <laughs> yes, I didn't get the Costco coupons. Uh I will say it it looked great. It was um the animation was fantastic, the character design was really cool. cool. Although I have to say I think with all these animated movies coming out, generated in the computer, I think they're starting to kind of share libraries of, char- mm-hmm. of character designs. I'm like, oh, I think those are the monkeys from Madagascar, <laughs> you know? Right. like Because uh, like, they kind of look exactly the same and they're moving the same. Um, this movie, it looked great. 
Um, the landscapes, like the wide shots, were unbelievable. I've never seen anything that detailed in an animated movie before. The stuff in Rio was really fantastic. The movie, however, was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Now. You are immune to the bedazzling. <laughs> I, I am. You have a so, well, bedazzle shield the on problem you called is, cynicism. Because yes, I see more than two movies a year. That's the problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> I see That's a lot the more. downside of watching a lot of movies. Um, is, man. It, it was the kind of movie that you're looking like, okay, well, here's... It, it was just thrown out there. Okay, we, we know we can make money if we make a movie that's bright and animated and possibly in 3D. We get the kid money. We get the parent money. Like my six-year-old daughter, she liked it. She liked it better than Rango. Good for her. So did I. I actually liked it a lot better than Rango, too. But the movie, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg as this, like, parrot, uh, no, it didn't really work. There's a lot of a lot of voices in it. Actually, our buddy was in it, uh, Jeff Garcia. He has, oh, a, really? he has a role in it. Yeah, he was actually pretty funny. Which one is um, he? He was one of the thugs, the, the fat thugs that was capturing the birds. Oh, uh-huh. And, yeah. uh, that, he, those, that fat thug looked like the security guard and, like, a bunch of other th- of the guys. Of course, because, again, they are reusing <laughs> yeah, they character lazy. designs and stuff. Yes. Why don't yes. you draw more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was one really funny line Jesse Eisenberg had in the, and I'm not spoiler alert but I'm going to say it he looks at the other birds in Rio and goes I don't like samba music it all sounds the same <laughs> now that that made me laugh and that was it but it was like you know it just I don't I don't buy him as a parrot I don't I don't it, I, I'm not I'm not buying it but it was it was a really by the numbers kind of like Shrekky kind of like throw it out there, get the kids money, and there wasn't much to it, and I was uh, I was very disappointed. I think if anyone sees more than two movies a year, they're uh, <laughs> they're going to be a little more critical. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the the songs weren't very good because that was that was weird. There were songs in the movie, and I found that very distracting because at first I was like, and the first song in it was like that first like. That was very Huge. bedazzling. Yes. The forest, like wings yeah. flying, right. like kind of like a little mermaid, mm-hmm. showing all the animals, making songs with coconuts. Yes. Kind of song. <laughs> but then the second song was the villain song, and that was weird. I, I could, I have to say, that was weird. And I was like, is and this going to be a musical movie? Like the Little Mermaid, and they, are they going to come up with musical songs? Like, yes, throughout the old, entire movie. Throughout the entire movie. But then it was, they half asked it, and it was only like which six I, songs. Which I find fascinating because there was a ton of musicians in this movie. Will mm. I Am from Black Eyed Peas and uh, Jamie Foxx were the two, um, two of the birds, and they were singing songs. And then the one guy from uh, Flight of the Concords. Oh, really? Uh, Jermaine Clement, I think. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, he was the villain. Mm-hmm. He did the villain song. Wasn't that good? This is the, like, I, I didn't see this, obviously, but, but, and hearing what you guys say and, like, seeing the trailer and hearing other people talk about it, and there's so many animated movies now, like, like this is my, my problem is, like, like Chris is saying, like, they just, are, they're just doing, they're just, Putting these together, they're just software makers have a name for these kind of um, things. If this was software, this is shovelware. Shovelware. <laughs> this is what they do. They just throw stuff onto the shelves, and uh, they just want people to buy it. And there's there's very little thought put into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, that's. I mean, some of these movies, they're just they're just. Tr- I don't know. Like I I want honestly I want to see more. Like I really liked Up. I want to see more stuff like been that. A gr- uh, but I mean, Up was Up was. 
not really for kids as much as it. There have been some great kids' movies lately. I mean, Tangled was really good. Right. How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, oh. you're right. You know, there's a lot of really good ones. The problem is now that there's so many more animated movies, you know, there's not as much effort put into them because they make money. Yeah, they, they don't care. They're, well, we don't have to put effort. And into adults them. go to see them. Like, well, out of it's all always the two movies? tickets. It's always two tickets. Yeah. It's a kid. If a kid it's goes, true. parent goes, and then you always catch the animation fans too. I mean, even because out of all the movies that came out this weekend, like this was the only one I wanted to see mm-hmm. too. I would, I would see this over Scream anything. Oh, it's, it cleaned up. I mean, it had yeah. thirty nine thirty nine million dollars is a pretty solid weekend. You know what I mean? What do you think of Tracy Morgan as the bulldog? I thought uh, that was hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. When he was like, I don't know, she's mean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it did, didn't do anything Tra- for me. Didn't do anything <laughs> no. for you. The Tracy Morgan trick just totally worked on me. I was just like, anything with his voice, he's, and he's playing that character. Oh, yeah, from, and, from uh, 30 Rock. From 30, 30 Rock. Rock. Mm-hmm. Well, that would make me laugh, because he makes me, he cracks me up. But he was only in, like, two scenes. Right. It was very, very short. Right. And I would um, like to hear Jeff Garcia. But I don't know, like, that's the thing. And like, you could tell Jeff Garcia, because a lot of the lines fell flat. Mm-hmm. But like him, I know he improvs and yeah. stuff. You know he was on that mic improving, and they they kept what, right. he, what he was saying. Because right. his lines, hey, his lines are kind of funnier than what yeah. the other actors are saying. Right, right. That's what, yeah, all right. Well, let's, that, that's, I'm feeling, here's what I think. I think like some of these animation movies, it's kind of becoming like 3D in the sense that they know they can make extra money off oh, of Oh, speaking so just, of that, let, I don't want to interrupt you here, but this is very important to make. Thank you, Makers of Rio, for giving me a choice. I could have seen it in 3D or not 3D. I oh. hate when they admit they, when you have you, to oh, see it in 3D. Ugh. That's yeah, the they worst. shove it down your throat. Yeah, so that, that was good. We mad. could see it in non-3D, in oh, glorious 2D. you are also a person who has to do the glasses on glasses. Exactly. And you also, I'm saying this in good good friendship, you also look like you might have a larger head, as I do. Sure. And it squeezes mm-hmm. the head yes. a lot mm-hmm. when you have to wear the glasses on the glasses, and it's uncomfortable. Well, you have to, you know, it's embarrassing. You got to go, and you have to ask for the extra large Glasses for oh, I didn't and know that was an option. well, yeah, they have a box. And it's it's marked for <laughs> yeah, extra have, large they have heads. Freakhead, yeah, <laughs> freakhead size. Freakhead size. And it's embarrassing. They don't want you to get them. Those so they glasses make it hard. are uncomfortable on my head, and I don't wear regular glasses like you guys. So I can't imagine what two pairs of glasses would be. One of them. They're just bulky and weird. It's a and lot of prosthetics. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, just give me a helmet. For, for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For just someone who's not even helmet. in the movie. I don't have to want to wear, perspe- you know, all that stuff. Or just put a Practical screen. Effects. I'm sure they can put a screen over the screen. Whatever. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of research going into these glasses making money. But I didn't know they had the extra large glasses. That's great. Yeah. That's like a that's like how In and Out has animal style fries. Yeah. I wouldn't know that. Animal style. Mm-hmm. You got to get an animal style. All right. The other mm-hmm. movie which no one saw but Soul Surfer. I, I I've I've heard the execution of this story wasn't that great. I I, st- I still am going to see it because I'm I see every surfer movie. And you um, like sharks. And I like sharks. Um, oh, not, that's the one arm lady one, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I knew the actual story of this girl when it when it really happened. Yeah, and, it was in the news. Yeah, and I saw it. I was, uh, you know, when I was in Maui, they're like, "Oh, that's the bay where it happened, or whatever." Yeah, and, and just hearing about it, then that she, that she's gone back to compete. Like, I'd like to see that, but I I just hear the execution of the film was that yeah. great. But I'm going to see it anyway. I mean, I've seen when that. you saw that happen, someone in L.A. went, "Get me the rights to that story." Of course, of course, <laughs> of course, immediately. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. And get me a music video director <laughs> <laughs> a lot of girls in bikinis yeah. make it happen i mean i saw blue crush in the theaters get so. me that blue crush person <laughs> <laughs> so i will see this movie um all right let's get into um 
Our guest, uh, Allie, you, we were talking about before the show, you wanted to talk about um, some Korean films. Yeah, you- so it's really, you know, it's funny because I would never see Scream 4 because I already have a lot of disturb. like it was hard for me to see Black Swan mm-hmm. so disturbing. And it's hard for me to watch disturbing or scary films, but there's something about those Korean. What if they had bright colors? Then you'd like them? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> a lot of wings and Tracy Morgan <laughs> as, a, as a murderer. I'm a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would see that. I would see that. Mm, that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but for some some reason, like I've seen Old Boy three times. Wow, really? I saw. Yeah, I once was enough for me. I know. I don't know what it is. I guess because that first time I saw it, I was explain this movie to our fans what it is exactly. Oh, it's yeah, and I want to hear you explain it. Well, but I might spoil a lot. Is that okay on this show? Uh, Spoil alert! But we'll tell you what. Just do the setup. Okay. Well, this guy gets kidnapped. This old Korean man gets kidnapped. When did the movie come out? Maybe four years ago. About that, yeah. And uh, this old man. So it's made gets, in Korea, and it's Korean, and it's an English subtitle movie. English subtitle movie, okay. and this one director you, loves this guy, and he has used him in like four. Well, of the his director's films. nuts. I yeah, mean, he the does director. the crazy movies. He does mm-hmm. the craziest movies, and so he, uh, this old man. Odesu gets kidnapped and he's in this room getting tortured, having hallucinations for years and years until he grows like unkempt. And then one day he gets released and a man keeps calling him on the phone and telling him exactly what to do next. And he realizes that all of this is part of a much bigger plan for a much bigger reason for a lie he told for a rumor that he spread when he was in high school. So that's nowhere near the disturbing yeah, part of this movie. Yeah, that's nowhere the disturbing <laughs> part. But like the torturing, there's like, I mean, there's bugs that oh. climb all over him. He punches, I mean, it, there's, it's a lot. I, I don't know how to give to tell the disturbing stuff without giving away too much. Yeah, let's just say it involves uh, the audience going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Things that are not acceptable in polite society. <laughs> There's a scene where he eats a live octopus, and he really does do it because it's his first time eating out out of the torture room. And he goes to this sushi restaurant, and the one thing he wants is to eat something alive. So he eats this live octopus, and the, and it's huge. I mean, it's, it's not a squid. It's an octopus, so it's like the size of his head, and the tentacles are just all over his face, oh. so slimy, so wet, and he's just... Eating it and just undisturbed. And not the worst part of the movie. And not the worst part of the movie at all. There's another scene where he beats up 14 guys with a hammer. That was pretty cool. And they shoot, <laughs> they shot it in one shot. Yeah, he just yeah. goes down the line and beats all these guys up, and you can just tell he has nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, it makes Michael Douglas and Falling Down look like Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And what's the director? Do you know the director's name? I forgot his name, but he does another movie called Lady of Vengeance. And oh, Lady Vengeance. Lady Vengeance. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I love that movie too, but it's about this, this child molester and he gets killed by all the parents. Who, I saw that movie as well. Yes. Who, uh, he molested. And it's a very, very distra- that That's kind of... Uh, the director of Lady Vengeance is Chanwalk Park. That's who... Yeah, that's who it is. And this guy makes crazy, crazy movies. But here, here's the thing that uh, I want to add to what Allie said about Lady Vengeance about... Uh, this is kind of a spoiler alert, too. Is, um, yes, about the parents of the child molester. But the creepiest part of this movie, the most disturbing part, is when when they catch this guy, he, he, they, she gives the parents the choice. 
do you want to let this guy go or you want to beat the shit out of him? You want to kill him? And then they, it's like they're deliberating and then they beat the shit out of him. And they're like crying yeah, and yeah, freaking out while they do it. It's all these, it's the, the thing, he makes movies that, uh, you don't want to feel. You don't, you don't want to no. feel what you're feeling when you watch this movie. <laughs> well, it really makes, yeah. makes you uncomfortable. It makes, makes you very uncomfortable and, and very squirmy. And it's not like, you know, like a, like a battle royale. You know, that, that yeah. movie where it's like teenagers killing each other on that's, an island. That's just mm-hmm. more kind of uh, over-the-top violence. Well, that's just more where we should go as a society. Yeah. Yes. Where, <laughs> I mean, that's more premonition. You know, it's more of like you know, more what's best for uh, the human race. His movies just just get under your skin and just kind of crawl around. It's that kind of really... I like it when a filmmaker does that. When a filmmaker makes you ask yourself... Why oh, am I watching this movie? <laughs> what did I, where did I go wrong in my life? I need to write better jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I should not be anywhere watching this movie. I should, I should just, be doing just, something I else. I should just be watching sitcoms. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I love it when, I, when, a, when, a, when a question is posed that makes you go, man, what would I do in that situation? Like, mm-hmm. how, how would I choose between that? You know what I mean? That's, that's like, What's his latest movie? His okay. Let me let me let me bring up his. Uh, he made a really whimsical one about an insane asylum. Have you seen that one? Yes, I, I that have. One actually, wonderful. that it's one wonderful. It's hilarious. It's a it's about the a family, right? That run a. Uh, I don't know if it's about uh, a family, but there's like a Korean superstar who's really good looking, who's the star. Is it, of it. I am a cyborg, but yes. that's okay. I'm yes. a cyborg. Yes, I did see that. That one. was wonderful, and there's uh-huh. like this. There's a that one was like his most tame one, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's hilarious. Yeah, and it's actually it has it's heartfelt too. It is heartfelt, but it's because there's a love story in it. Yep. But it's still weird, and it still has his voice. Of course, in it's it. weird. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's weird. Yeah, no, so, he's not going to be directing um, Your Highness. No. <laughs> he's got um, oh, Thirst. Thirst is the other one he did. Yeah, he did Thirst. Okay. He was a writer for Thirst. He wrote this. I think he directed it too. Did he? Let's let's bring that up. Because um, the thing about like here we go. Yeah, yeah, he directed Thirst. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one was pretty good. I didn't see that one. Yeah, this guy's films, man. Um, that was real dead weight. That just, <laughs> um, silence. Something I don't know what it is about these films though, that make it easier for yeah. Why does palpable. this? I I don't know if it's because they're Asian. Like if that really is something psychological. Is it for cultural? Me. No, because I'm not even Korean. But it's like it's so fantastical that it's like. Is it? It's because <laughs> Scream really freaked me out because I was like I can't go into my garage anymore like garage feels like it could it could happen it feels like it could happen Uh and then like in the garden scene was really freaky freaky to me in that first scene where like her boyfriend's tied up in the garden i didn't like that and i was like i can't go into my garden anymore but these take places in like these i can't tie up my boyfriend in the garden anymore. (laughs) (laughs) that's done but like I, i can't um imagine any of these places and scenarios in real life i guess because they're just so so it is, a, is it is a pure, you can suspend That's your disbelief because it is just pure fantasy. Yeah. Okay. It's more pure fantasy. And it's not just, it's not really about the murder. It's about like. The characters and what they're the going through. And, and deep, like deep, sick torture. Yeah. Deep, sick, t- psychological torture. Psychological right. torture. Yeah. Which, well, uh, and I'm just like, that would never happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you suddenly become like a. 
Latino girl from from the Bronx. Exactly. So that's what happens. Why <laughs> that's what happens, and that makes me immune to all the disturbance. <laughs> I become Jenny from the block. That's why you do great accents. This yeah. show, we we yeah, yeah. I I have, I have a wonderful plethora of accents. Indeed, and I've been holding back on this. Episode. I know, I know. I've been thank God back. just for one. Oh, real quick, the Smile Train page. There's some problem with Smile Train. The page went down. So yeah, but we're working on that. We're working that on that. Too. The so, Smile Train. You mean yeah. that the Clef Palette? Yeah, we yes. do. We do a donation thing because oh I God. I do bad accents on this show like hello like and so it's a whole thing our where then we got some people emailing saying Graham love the show but you got to stop doing those accents I'll pay you ten dollars to stop doing that and we read that email online and then from that a bunch of more, even more people said I'll pay you a hundred dollars to do a whole show in accents Whoa. so what we decided to do was uh donate money to smile train and vote accents or no so we're in the middle of that um, that and, is so sweet of you. Yeah. I used to be a receptionist, a temp receptionist at the Smell Train office in New York. No way. Oh, wow. Way. And it was, I have to, I'm sorry, it was really disturbing to walk in because they show all before pictures mm. because research shows that it gets more donors. But it's like, and it's not just like a postcard size photo, it's like a five by five foot photo. Yeah. Crying. And it was really intense. And they also give out swag to their donors. And one of the old swag, I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, was a hologram of a before after. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Wow. We got turned on by Jimmy by doing Jimmy Pardo's uh, podcast, Never Not Funny. He did oh, a, nice. his his podcastathon. Um, he did a li- he does a live streaming show once a year where he raises money for them. So he turned me on to that to oh, that yeah. charity. And they do really good work. It's amazing yeah, what they're doing for 250 bucks. You can fix a kid's turn a kid's whole life around, like yeah. change their entire life. So yeah. that's that's what we're doing with the bad accent. So. Maybe we'll have you back on and do by a bad accent. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny from around so people, the way. Yeah, people can pay me lots of money. Except it won't go to Smell Train. It'll go to Alley Food Train. Yay, Alley <laughs> gets to eat. Um, all Let's right. go to DVDs. Let's go into DVDs. Okay, King's Speech, great movie oh. coming out on DVD. I would, I'd be curious to know what the special features are on this. Just more like, is it, I wonder if I it's... I don't know. Well, that'd be cool because if yeah, it's yeah. got like... What I would like to see on As this- a rule, an Academy Award winning movie is going to have a lot of special yeah. features. Well, hopefully what I would love for it to have is like, I love like actual news footage from the time period of the true story. Mm-hmm. Like I love seeing the like side by side of what actually happened and how they interpreted it and made that into a movie. Like I hope it has that because that mm-hmm. was a great, it was a great film. Really good film. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, definitely. Oh, definitely. definitely see it. Yeah. Rent it for sure. And same thing with this next movie, Rabbit, Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole. Yes. Um, depressing, but you said it was a good movie. It's depressing. It's a good movie. It really, going back to the, what we were talking about when a director makes you ask questions, Rabbit Hole, I don't know if you know this movie, but it's about a, a married couple whose, uh, their son dies mm. and it's them trying to deal with it. And, you know, there's behavior in it where at some, at least for me, I was like, man, what the hell is she doing? And then I would go, oh, I know what she's doing. She's trying to deal with the fact that her son died. How could, how could any of us know what that's like, you know, unless you go through that? And, and it was really, um, it was, it was, it was interesting in, 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 in how they did it. And, um, there was a couple scenes in there that, that didn't quite resonate with me as much, but I think overall it's a really good movie. And by all means, this is definitely a rental. This is definitely a good rental to see and how they deal with it and how it's like, it doesn't get all wrapped up into a bow because that's one of those things that 
How can it? How can it? Yeah. You know, 10, 20 years later, yeah, your life will get better, but it's never going to completely, you know what I mean? No, it never goes away. It would never go away. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of how they, what's that noise? Oh, that's the fridge. I don't, I don't think that's going to get What happens up. in this garage at night? I'm only here during the day. It becomes haunted. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, the door may open. Just <laughs> ignore whatever comes out of it. There's the gar- an elf that's going to take your shoes. <laughs> Handshake. Yeah. <laughs> the gargoyles you can free come to life. He'll go away. And then Hello. you know, show him the magic crystal. All right. Um, somewhere. This is the uh, Sofia Coppola kind of indie movie about like a little Hollywood kind of story. Um, oh, one of the Olsen girls is in it. I right? believe so. Yeah, but and, it, and, not uh, many people saw and this Stephen movie. And Stephen Dorff. Yes. Yeah. This is a movie I'm amazed. I, I forgot. I never got to see it. It yeah. just slipped through the cracks. And I will definitely rent it because I really like Sofia Coppola's work. I and like, you know, it was one of those movies too. It got a, It really didn't get a, a big media push or a marketing push. So uh, hopefully it'll find another life on DVD. You know, and we'll it's, see it. I, I think that though, that's one of those things like we talked about during Oscar season is... So much is dependent upon the 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 lobbying and the pitching sure. during Oscar season. And if you don't have a strong team behind you, you're like a politician without a lot of money well, trying to budget. run for the yeah, White House. Yeah, it's all it is is a budget. But uh, now speaking of uh, you know movies that make you ask questions is the uh, next one, Gulliver's Travels. Oh my God! I just saw this on a plane. You're the first person I've ever talked to that said I don't even think Jack Black saw this movie. I I couldn't watch all of it. On a plane, and I just was like, "Are you saying? Are you telling me that Jonathan Swift's uh, perhaps his satirical bent on the novel got a little watered down oh, in Jack Black's God. version?" It, it just like, I bet you you're right. I bet you Jack Black, after as soon as he wrapped shooting, just yeah. went, "We're never talking about this." <laughs> Called his agent, went, "Make sure the check's clear, and don't ever Kung Fu Panda two times." Yeah, exactly, exactly. I Watch am busy Fu. during the premiere. Yeah. Whenever that is, I'm booked. Um, yeah, it just was like, it's just preposterous. The whole movie is just like... How um, did it get made? That how did it get... Yeah. I mean, I know... And it tanked, I, too. It, it ate it. It's one yeah. of those movies that had like this huge $100, $150 million budget, and it made like $9 million. Right, I right. mean, it, it ate it, and I don't know how it's going to do... I guess it might do okay in DVD just because comedies typically just get rented more, um, but I man, You might get some kids may want to see it. Yeah, but even then, it's not a good kids movie. It's just like oh, it's not. No, it's oh, wow. not. I don't. E- I don't see how it's interesting for kids. I really don't. Like, I see why a kid would so want to watch. So it misses on all cylinders. It, it yeah, on every level. Like, yeah. what do you got to do to make me not want to watch a movie on a plane when I'm bored out of my skull? Like, how do you, how does that happen? That actually makes you physically. You have to turn your head. I really yeah. have to. Mm-hmm. I have to change to take off my headphones in an angry manner and go. Oh God. Yeah, and then and like not look for. I have to look down. Yeah. I have to keep my head down between my legs as though we're going to crash for the <laughs> next two hours. For it? No, no. Oh, that would have been really bad. I would not have paid. That for That would have turned me no. into Michael Douglas from falling down. <laughs> <laughs> or old boy, you would have eaten or an octopus. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> live. So yeah, I wouldn't see this movie. All right, uh, the way back, the Russian Gulag movie we missed, but Another uh, good movie yeah, we're going to check see. that out on DVD. That and somewhere, I'm definitely going to yeah. see. Yeah, and All Star Superman. This is the movie. Uh, is another one that came out from the Warner Premiere Studio. Studios, another animated movie. You know, we were talking about how great Batman Under the Red Hood was mm-hmm. because it was a complete movie. It was a story from beginning to end and all the characters interacted and it felt like a movie. Unfortunately, they went the other direction with All-Star Superman. It was back to kind of the problems with the other ones. Oh. It was okay, but it wasn't terrible. But it wasn't good either. It was a very segmented. It's like different scenes. I'm like, well, you can't just add 
villains and heroes and all, just in different scenes, you have to make a movie. You have to have a, a beginning of a story, a middle of a story, mm-hmm. and an end. And it didn't have that. It was like, okay, well, now these people are in this scene, and now they're gone, and now these people are in this scene. And, okay, well, this has nothing to do with the last scene. And, okay, Lex Luthor, blah, 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 Superman, they're fighting. And it just... it. it it, they didn't learn the lessons that they had learned with Batman Under the Red Hood. That's by far the best one. So this one's okay, but it's not nearly as good as. Uh, Don't as that you think one. though that they they really for whatever reason, whatever freak of nature, they just get the Batman franchise for the most part. Those that 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 studio like they just for and they just can't get anything else. But like they they're so close. They just they miss the mark. But it's yeah like they, they did they Batman, but it. anything outside of it like this is Superman. So they just can't quite. Yeah, they get can't it. they can't put it together. But Wonder Woman they did okay. That right. one they did all right. They was, again because it was a, a story beginning middle and she was on the island. She mm-hmm. comes to you know the states and she meets Steve Rogers. There's a a, a war blah 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 and it it, it worked. But it, it just. I, you know, I, I'm going to keep seeing these movies because they're really good. But this one, why don't they put like, these in? The, why don't these get theatrical releases? Uh, they're actually they make a lot of money direct to DVD because people actually collectors buy them. Yeah, really? they actually they sell. It's not just rentals. The reason they're making so many of these is because they're selling. The fans are actually buying them. Oh, I see. Well, I'd buy. I don't under the Red Hood. I totally would own that movie. That right. movie's great. So a lot of people buy them right when they come out too. They fly off the shelves. Ah. So the next one will be Green Lantern. As a tie into the movie, they'll do like little uh, segments, little short Green Lantern stories. So we'll see what happens with those. Yeah, it could be better than the live action movie. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Try a better uh, costume. Uh, anyway, opening this week Water for Elephants. Allie, go. No. <laughs> I, I, I think I actually might see it eventually. I'm a big fan of Reese Witherspoon. And it's a, is it from a, based on a John Irving novel? I don't think John Irving, but it's based on a. Uh, it's definitely based on a book. Let's find out oh, right it now. It sounds so John. It sounds John Irving-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So like, son of a circus. Yeah. Water and elephant. Element animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I remember distinctly like hearing the commercial for it and then turning to the TV because I was like so interested in what it was. And I'm a I'm a mush. I'm a girl, so I love. The Twilight Man. So I think I'm definitely going to see it eventually. Yeah. Details. This is great. Boy, IMDb is getting harder and harder to navigate, isn't it? What a bunch of dicks. (laughs) So, um, now when you say you'll see it eventually. I'll see it eventually. Maybe on rental, but you're not going to run out and see it in the movie. Wait till your boyfriend finds it on the internet. Yeah, Yeah, gets one of his employees from India to like, you know, figure out the code (laughs) to download it. La, 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 not listening. We don't encourage this on this website. We don't encourage that. No, 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 (laughs) no. Pay for your movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Medea's Big Happy Family. Well, nothing we can say <laughs> is going to change your mind. You're either going to go see it or you're not. Well, we talked about Tyler Perry. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't he, matter. It doesn't matter. He makes his movies. He has this very specific audience. They're going to see everything he makes. Yes. And he doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks, nor should he. No. no. He's got his own little, literally, an empire. He like does. A, a and, studio, and, empire, anything. And as we talked about, like, these movies aren't really for me, but so who cares? And, and, and God bless the man for... Um, make, working outside the system and then making them take notice. He doesn't. He doesn't have to deal with what Hollywood deals. I mean, he's he's pitching movies to a, a section and I'm a, a, a demographic that I'm sure he's had numerous meetings where studio heads went, "No, middle aged yeah. black women don't go to movies. No, they don't go to movies 
that don't talk about them. Yeah, like they're that like you make that you make. They don't make. They, they're not going to go see Gulliver's Travels. No, <laughs> you know. When I talk about it's always like two tickets. This is going to be like five tickets probably because it's a good like girls' night. Yeah, out right, right. Thing. It's a big. Uh, you know, it's a it's event. Yeah, it's an event. It's like you you plan to go see these mm-hmm. movies and. You know, people don't realize that he's the most successful playwright who ever lived. Ever. Ever. He, his plays made, for, you know, fortune. And that, that's how, you know, you don't hear this very often. The filmmaker that made his money and uh, got his audience through plays, but he did it. And he, too, like his personal story, like he went through some tough stuff. Yeah, man. yeah. He was going through some dark days, and he just he just turned it around, and he's like a really positive guy. And so I'm always like... You know, more power to more him. power to him. You wonder if he listens to the critiques though, and if he like if these Medea movies get better. I don't know. That would be <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like if that's he, like, a get, great if question. He takes any feedback <laughs> at all? If he's just like, I know what I'm doing. The formula's in. If you're Tyler Perry's head of development, formula. please email us. Yeah, I'd love know. to know. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I bet you he does take from his fan base. I bet you he'll listen to them. I yeah. bet you he listens to them a lot and says, like any smart bird goes, what does my fans think? Because any criticism outside of that... Well, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like somebody telling us, like, you guys have too many nerdy film references in your podcast. Oh, okay, well then suck it. Go listen yeah. to something yeah. else. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, So I, I think he's obviously... I mean, I, I don't know what his box office numbers are, but I mean, has he had They're one? Good. That, They're good. Has he ever had one that ate it? Like... Uh, that's a good question. Actually, you know, I think the worst he's ever done is mediocre. Right. You know, there's never like a complete tank. But again, I, it's probably because he doesn't have a committee of suit-wearing jackasses telling him what to do. They pro- also control the funding. Yeah, he controls the funding. He probably, you know, he doesn't have 15 punch-up writers, you know, and he knows what he's well, doing. He probably I mean, could yeah, use well, a few. Well, sure. I mean, but I mean, you know what I mean, though? Because he's working outside the studio system, I mean, you can make criticisms of his films, I'm sure. You could find sure. stuff. But I mean, in terms of like what he's doing works. So yeah. why? Why mess with the formula? You know what I mean? It's like Coke. Why make new Coke? Why make new Coke? Doesn't make sense <laughs> unless you do it deliberately to boost the stock of the right, blah, 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 blah. Speaking of Coke, um, the next (laughs) Coke goes to Hawaii. The next movie, the greatest movie ever sold. This is Morgan Spurlock's new movie, uh, and it's a really interesting premise. It's about branding and marketing that he got to pay for with brands and marketing, Groupon, and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, and it's amazing. Just from the trailer, he's a really subversive filmmaker. He's I love a, he's him. So he's so subversive. Great. I, I give him credit, and I and I really like that show he had called Thirty Days that was on FX for a while. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which was a great show. The trailer that I've seen of this movie, he's going through trying to find funding to make a movie about about fun, about product placement, and he right. finds it. And then the movie is like I forget who it's. The movie's called like. Uh, Whoever he gets, like living socially, gets someone to like spy. I forget who it was, but it's literally like Smucker's Grapes movie. Like he does it and they put, he's wearing clothes in it. And there's a great line in there. Oh, the um, posters, like him, all the brands. Are all on. the brands are on it. He did it. Like it's, it's, But is it like hilarious the it, way he does it or? From what the trailer, what it looks like, it looks like it's hilarious how he does it. Um, and it's also hilarious in that like, Jesus, like, wow, it is so, you know, uh, it's so prevalent in our society. And, there, and you know, he's, there's one scene where he pitches something 
And then all the suits are in the in the meeting. Wow, that sounds great. You know, like he says synergy or whatever their buzzwords are to get them all hot for it. So I'm I'm excited to see it. He's one. He's he to me is like he's like Stacy Peralta in that I'll see any documentary he makes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and, uh, on a real side note, Crips and Bloods is a great documentary that Stacy Peralta made in oh, 2008. I heard that was really good. Mm-hmm. It's great because Stacy Peralta up till this point has always been you know, Dogtown, Riding Giants, you know, it's always been surfing or skateboarding. And right. then he made a movie about the Crips and Bloods, which is great. It's, it's, I, I watched it a couple weeks ago. Man, it's great. So anyway, I would, I, I'm going to go see Greatest Movie Ever Sold. I would recommend seeing it. I think it's going to be a solid film. Great. All right, let's, uh, that's our show. Let's, yeah, let's wrap How it up. about it? Episode 54. Let's put it in the books. Um, let's thank fun. our guest, Allie. Allie, where? Oh, thank you for having me. Where can people find you? What do you want to promote? Where websites talk my, to my you? My website's AllieWong.com, A-L-I-W-O-N-G.com, and then my Twitter's AllieWong3000. Yeah. So you can find out where I am next there. And any, any upcoming dates? Live dates? Uh, you're on, you're on the at, set, right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing, a, I'm going to be doing the Meltdown on Wednesday. Uh, if anybody wants to come to that, it's where's a, that? It's at the Meltdown Comic Book Store. Oh yeah, yeah, on Sunset. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a Kumail Nanjiani and Jonah Ray show. Uh, and that's the twentieth. And that's the twentieth. Four twenty. Oh snap! Nice. And you can also see her on uh, Breaking In. That's mm-hmm. right. So what? you can see uh, the next episode is directed by Fred Savage. Oh, oh sweet. nice. Yeah. Here's my impression of him. And. Action. <laughs> <laughs> sounds exactly the same. And then a voiceover comes on and talks about what it was like directing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. Well, thank you so much for being on the thank show. Thank you for having me. Um, Chris, what do you got to plug? We got to talk about the uh, the Bellingham show coming up. May 26th, Bellingham, Washington. Um, get your tickets. T- tickets are already selling. Tickets are already selling. Uh, we just got, a, I got an email from uh, Carrie, a woman who's a Never Not Funny fan, who is also a comedy film nerd fan. That she's like, already got my tickets. Going to make my husband wear a men's warehouse suit, which Perfect. is a Never Not Funny <laughs> joke. Um, so get your tickets, you guys. May 26th uh, up in Bellingham, Washington. There is a, If you go to Comedy Film Nerd's calendar, there is a link uh, from our calendar. For real, we actually updated the calendar. We know what we're doing. We, we <laughs> finally got to that. We got Afghanistan up, so we got the calendar up. So there is a link to uh, the the page at the Mount Baker Theater um, to buy tickets. And also, May 20th, we'll be in, uh, in Baker, California. Yeah. And then this weekend, uh, April 22nd, we will be recording... You mean Barstow. Barstow. What did I say? Baker? Baker, yeah. That's where the big thermometer is. Yeah, don't go to the big thermometer May 20th. We'll go there and get yourself some Greek food and then come down to, yeah, <laughs> come the Barstow. Down to Barstow. Barstow May 20th. <laughs> Bellingham, Washington, May 26th. But this weekend, yes, uh, April 22nd, we will be recording a live uh, special episode, a summer movie preview episode at the... Um, Bridgetown Comedy Festival yep. this Friday. With at, the Doug Benson. With the Doug Benson will be the guest at the uh, Mount Tabor Theater. It's uh, all on the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Yep. And you can also, if you stick around, you can see us do sets too. I know you're doing one uh, Friday night and I'll do one Saturday. And yeah. Various shows. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm doing I'm doing a stand-up comedy in addition to the Film Nerd Podcast late night Friday and Saturday and Sunday night. I'll be there oh, Sunday great, night great. as well. So uh, if you're in Portland, come out to the festival. And thank you very much for listening to episode 54. Thanks, our guest, one more time, Ali Wong. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Great voice. Happy to have you, Ali. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank your potpourri of voices. <laughs> um, and uh, my name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And remember, bye, Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> and hot shot first.